Thank you for hitting the download and subscribe button on iTunes and Google Play. This is Steven Jensen. You're listening to the Fight Talk podcast. Today is going to be a little different. It's going to be fun. This is the official Fight Talk podcast, WrestleMania prediction podcast. Also going to be giving you my picks for WWE NXT TakeOver New Orleans. And my friend Daniel Salerson is going to be hosting the show today and asking me questions so that I can basically give you my thoughts on the show but daniel is a much better host than i am so this works out great and plus i've said it a million times on my show i've had other people host it and me answer questions i actually prefer doing it that way so this will be fun for me daniel's going to take it over here in a second but before we get started i want to give a shout out to my sponsors starting off with heroes and legends heroes and legends is a pro wrestling collectible and memorabilia company that specializes in action figures vintage magazines and programs DVDs, autograph memorabilia, and other unique pro wrestling memorabilia. Make sure to follow them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at HL Pro Wrestling. And they're here at New Orleans. They're at uh, WrestleCon in New Orleans. They're all over the place. I'll get you some uh, some dates of their upcoming events soon, but they're all over the place. Like I said, uh, check them out online. They're nice people and they do fair business. So Heroes and Legends is the people you want to hit up if you're into pro wrestling collectibles and memorabilia. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Brian Jensen. Brian Jensen's a USA boxing coach. He's a personal trainer. He's a cornerman. He can help you remotely from anywhere, but if you're in the Atlanta, Georgia area, he can meet you up in person. Uh, basically, just hit him up on Instagram. Just follow him at Atlanta Boxing Coach. That's all spelled out as one word, at Atlanta Boxing Coach. And get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. He'll help you out. He'll get you in better shape, learn how to throw hands, all that good stuff. Brian Jensen's the guy for you. And last but never least, I want to give a shout-out to WrestleRumble.com. WrestleRumble.com is the place to be for all fantasy pick'em contests related to professional wrestling. Right now, jump on WrestleRumble.com and enter for your chance to win in the WrestleMania pick'em contest. The top prize is $1,000 cash. That's $1,000 cash for picking pro wrestling. So if you're like me, you sit on the couch, you watch these shows, you, you think about these matches, you tell all the people you know, about what's going to happen. You talk to people on Twitter, say, hey, this is going to happen, that's going to happen. Well, guess what? You can actually win money and huge prizes at WrestleRumble.com. The $1,000 isn't all that's on the line. There's more cash, there's more prizes, and there's also the ongoing MVP contest where you can win up to $1,500. So check it out, WrestleRumble.com, and follow them on Twitter to stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble. So with that all being said, kick back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Fight Talk Podcast with me and Daniel Salerson. Recording live right before the Hall of Fame here in New Orleans. What's going on? Welcome into the Fight Talk Podcast. I am Daniel Salerson. I am not Steven Jensen. Thank goodness for that. But Steven Jensen is right beside me. We're inside the Smoothie King Center right now, right before WWE Hall of Fame as New Orleans is being taken over by WWE as WrestleMania 34 happens Sunday right across the street as we're looking at the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. And, Steven, this is the second time this event's been hosted here in the last five years, but someone as me living here in New Orleans, I'm certainly glad it's back. Oh, of course, man. And thank you for letting me use the studio today for the show. This is cool doing this on real equipment versus the makeshift way that I normally do it. This is awesome. Um, I was here, as you know, because we were together last time. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, I was here for WrestleMania 30 when Daniel Bryan won the WWE title in the same building that he's making his return this Sunday. And that's just a crazy coincidence. Also the same building that we witnessed The Undertaker lose his first WrestleMania match against Brock Lesnar, which was 
completely shocking and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit you know whether or not the undertaker might make an appearance this year but uh new orleans is a great city to do this especially for me because with you being around it definitely helps me out so maybe for the free place 100 percent. 100 well i'm gonna hopefully drive this car in the right direction and not crash it again steven's gonna kind of give his predictions on what he expects from not only sunday night at wrestlemania but also nxt takeover which is saturday night again we're recording this before the wwe hall of fame events so let's get right into it jensen before we get into wrestlemania let's talk about nxt takeover which happens inside the smoothie king center tomorrow night give us your thoughts on that card and what do you expect so I'm going to go match by match, just giving my predictions for this show, and then we'll go a little more in depth on the WrestleMania card. I'm going to start off with Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. That's a grudge match. It's unsanctioned. Uh, great story. It's been going on for years now. They were a tag team, and now we're looking at the culmination of uh, kind of their feud. Ciampa's been hurt. He recently returned, and he's been making Gargano's life a living hell. It's going to be a great match. I mean, this could even potentially main event the show, although I expect the title match uh, that I'll talk about at the end of these predictions uh, to to main event. But this absolutely could. I think it's going to be a great match. And I think we're going to see Ciampa win. Uh, There's a stipulation here that if Gargano loses, he uh, is not allowed back in NXT. And I think that it makes sense for Gargano to lose this match. It makes sense for Gargano to move on to the main roster, most likely maybe 205 Live and Champa to be pushed as one of the top heels in the NXT roster. So I want to see bigger things from Champa. I think he has a lot of upside as a heel, as a singles wrestler. So I'm taking Champa in that one. Up next, we got Adam Cole versus EC3 versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan versus Ricochet versus the Velveteen Dream in a ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. So for those of you who don't know what that word means, it's the first time that this title has been established we're going to have a brand new champion with a brand new belt. My initial choice was going to be Adam Cole, but as I'm going to talk about in the next prediction, he might be pulling double duty because he's going to be defending the tag team titles as well. There's also a chance that he might be pulled from this match, as we've seen on Twitter through uh, NXT's Twitter, uh, whatever, Twitter page, Twitter, whatever you call it. Uh, they've been advertising that Cole might be pulled from the match, and it's up to him if he wants to do two matches or just just defend the titles. Like I said, I was going to take Adam Cole to win, but it's hard for me to choose him if he there's a chance he's not even in the match. So my second pick, I'm going to have to go, man, I'm going Velveteen Dream. I'm going to go Velveteen Dream. If it isn't Adam Cole, I'm going to go Velveteen Dream and just see where they go with it. I think Velveteen Dream, of everyone on the entire NXT roster, has the most upside as a main uh, main roster talent in the future as well. I think huge things. And he's like 22, 23 years old. So um, I'll take Velveteen in that one. But like I said, if Adam Cole's in the match, I'm taking Adam Cole. Up next, we have the Undisputed Era. Once again, Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly versus the Authors of Pain versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne for the NXT Tag Team Championships, as well as the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic Trophy. Adam Cole is standing in for the other member of the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish, who is currently nursing an injury. I think he's going to be out for like six to eight months, from what I understand. I want Adam Cole and O'Reilly to retain the belts, keep the belts within the Undisputed Era. I think this match is going to be fantastic. I love seeing Roderick Strong on the show. I'm a huge fan of his. I'm a huge fan of Pete Dunne as well, so I'm glad they found some spots for these guys. I'm going to take Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly to retain the belts. After that, we've got Ember Moon versus Shanna Baszler. This is a rematch for the NXT Women's Championship. 
I'll make it short and sweet. I think Baszler wins the title in this one. I think it's finally her chance. We got Ronda Rousey making her big debut on Sunday. Baszler and Rousey are friends. I think there's a lot you can do with both of them looking strong. And I'm a big fan of Baszler's. I'd like to see her with the title. So I'm going to say Baszler beats Ember Moon for the NXT Women's Championship. And in the main event, we have Andrade Cien Almas taking on Aleister Black. Almas will, of course, have Zelina Vega in his corner while he defends the title. I'm going to say that Aleister Black gets the job done. He wins the championship on Saturday night. And we will see Cien Almas on the main roster maybe as early as Monday or Tuesday on Raw or SmackDown. We've seen the tease with him being in the Royal Rumble this year. He's the best Hispanic wrestler I've seen since Eddie Guerrero, and I don't say that lightly. I think Cian Almas has serious upside, and I think he should be used on the main roster. I think it's a good move to put Aleister Black with the title and see where he goes with that, build him up even more. And I think it'd be really cool to see a uh, title match in the future between a babyface Aleister Black versus a heel Tommaso Ciampa. And then you also have guys like Velveteen Dream and others in that mix, so... The future looks bright for NXT as always, and just a little side note, this match between Aleister Black and Cien Almas actually happened last year when I was in Orlando at NXT TakeOver, and it was in Aleister Black's debut match for the company. So one year later, same match, but for the you know the top title in the company. So those are my predictions for NXT TakeOver, and Daniel, you want to talk some WrestleMania? Man, this hosting gig is so easy. Yeah, I know. I'm usually just talking to myself like half the time anyway, so it's kind of, you know, it is. It, if you if you wanted to do I've talked I told you before, if you want to do this full time, man, if you have the time for it, like it is an easy hosting job. You can't afford me. You're right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> just kidding. All right, let's start with WrestleMania 34 and we'll begin Steven with the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. What do you like about that? So, as far as what I like about it, I like that it gets a lot of people onto the show. You know, that's really the big thing is and this isn't like a this isn't to knock anybody in this match, but the Honor of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal is that's when they don't have anything else for you to do, and they put everybody in that match together. The only person with any like real story in this match is Matt Hardy, as as far as the people who've been confirmed for it. I'm sure there's going to be some surprises. It's just hard to say who's going to actually win because you don't know really who. All, it's kind of like the Royal Rumble; you just don't know who's going to appear in it, but. If I'm just looking at who's in it, I mean, Kane's in there. I didn't notice that uh, O'Date announced was today, so that's uh, that makes sense why I didn't know about that yet. I could see Kane doing it. I I really would like to see Mark Henry win it, to be completely honest. I actually wrote an article about that for the Daily DDT um, a couple weeks ago, how I think it'd be cool to see Henry go into the Hall of Fame and then one night later win his retirement match in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I think that'd be really cool. So I'm going to say with the people that's been announced, Matt Hardy is going to be my pick with Kane being another one of my picks i guess um but if mark henry's in the match i i would like to see him win although there's definitely no guarantee that he'll be in there as someone who sat in that very chair across from me in the studio studio, mark henry i think i'm gonna root for mark henry especially with him being inducted into the hall of fame that is my rooting interest but like i said it's there's no i mean it's hard to also predict something that he's even gonna be in the match right i mean we have no clue but it's just i think it'd be cool because there's been so many guys who have gotten cool send-offs like that's that's what's unique about the wwe in comparison to like a quote-unquote real sport is that the wwe has the chance to write basically a storybook you know endings to people's careers you know we've seen it with like Shawn michaels and triple h and and not triple h he's still active uh sean michaels and uh well, kind of Ric Flair, even though he came back after that to TNA and stuff. But um, we've seen people with big send-offs, yep. and they have a chance to do that with Mark Henry. And I think, you know, Sunday night would be great for that. All right, speaking of Battle Royals, let's talk about the women's Battle Royal. 
What do you expect from that one? Well, this is the first year they've done it, so I'm assuming it's going to be very similar to the men's version. Um, there was some controversy behind this when it was announced because initially they were calling it the um, Fabulous Moolah Battle Royal, and Snickers, the the main sponsor behind it, was not happy about that. There's a lot of things out there publicly about her essentially being a wrestling pimp. Like, she was, like, pimping out a lot of the women wrestlers. Apparently was real stingy, would steal money and things from people. Like, just wasn't a fair business person. So they didn't rename it. I heard Chris Jericho had the best idea I had seen. He wanted to name it. He, he actually said he texted Vince McMahon and said, you should name it the Sensational Invitational, which would be yeah. to Sensational Sherry. You mm-hmm. know, I think that'd be genius. And apparently Vince just tested him back. THX, just thanks. Yeah, you know that's it. another way of saying nope. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the guy who comes up with the ideas around here. But uh, as far as a winner, uh, the only people with a real story in this one are Bailey and uh, Sasha Banks. You know, it's actually a shame uh, that Bailey and Sasha aren't getting a singles match on this show. I think they both deserve it, and we've seen them have incredible matches against each other in NXT. I'm going to say it comes down to one of the two of them unless once again there could be surprises in this one similar to the men's match i'm gonna say sasha banks wins it um but you know it, it could go all over the place all right i'm in my order here there's no you know trying to figure out where to go as far as what matches the pick so i'm just going in some sort of order what i'm reading go, on my screen we'll go go uh cedric and mustafa next because that's pre-show and then go from the bottom up all right, well, yeah. we'll start yeah. with Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight Championship. What do you think? So this is interesting because this is the culmination of a 16-man tournament to crown a new Cruiserweight Champion. I don't know if you've heard about this, but their former champion, Enzo Amore, was fired from the company on some sort of sexual misconduct-type scenario. We'll just put it that way. Um I think he's still dealing with that, and he had a lot of heat with the locker room heading into that anyways. Apparently, he'd been kicked out of the locker room, kicked off of buses. Uh, He was not an easy guy to work with, apparently. And he wasn't a good wrestler in the ring. He was very, very bad, to be completely honest. He was terrible. Um, And they gave him the belt, which was a really bad move. And it turned out to be an even worse move because now we have no champion after he got fired. So this is uh, the culmination, like I said. This is the finals of a tournament. They've kind of made it look like Cedric is going to be the guy to win it even before the tournament started. And Mustafa Ali has done a really great job of, of really playing like the sympathetic babyface character. And really, essentially, he just gets his ass kicked every match, but then comes back. And in his finishing move, which is, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's called the 054. It's a 450, you know, one mm-hmm. and a half front flip, but he does it backwards. He jumps from his, he's facing the crowd and jumps inwards and does a 450. One of the most impressive moves I've ever seen. Um, my prediction is Mustafa Ali. I think he's the right guy at the right time. Although I've said it a thousand times, the dude needs to change his uh, change his ring gear. He he wears this. You'll see it on Sunday, but he wears this Power Ranger looking full body suit that's just ridiculous. If he if he came out looking like old school like Billy Kidman with like a wife beater and and jean shorts, like it'd be perfect. Yeah. But. He, he looks really cartoony. If he can change his look just a little bit, that guy could do a lot of great things. But I'm taking Mustafa Ali in that one. So we'll see the 054 in the 504, the New Orleans area code. Like there it. it is. Yeah. Like it. Yeah, putting it together. All right, so now let's start with an interesting tag team match. Daniel Bryan, Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Who do you like in that one? Man, my gut is that 
Daniel Bryan cannot lose his return match after all this time. Uh, the only thing about this is the stipulation being that if Owens and Zayn win, they're rehired on SmackDown. Otherwise, they're they're fired. But there's a lot of things you can do within the WWE, within their storytelling and, and storyline process. I mean, Owens and Zayn could still lose this match and then pop up on Raw because technically they've been fired from SmackDown. Or, you know, there's been so many people fired from WWE shows so many times throughout the years. That that doesn't really mean anything, to be completely honest. Uh, if Owens and Zayn are going to win this match, it's going to be because they defeat Shane McMahon. Dane O'Brien is not taking a pinfall or submitting in this match. But for the, the sake of a pick, I'm going to say that Daniel Bryan gets the pin on Sami Zayn. Uh, pin or submission, it's hard to tell. He, he uses both. He uses a running knee for his, his finisher that leads to a pin. He uses the, the yes lock as a submission. We won't hold it against you if you pick the wrong type of <laughs> the how they win. Type. All right. Well, I'm, yeah. Well, I'll go that extra mile. You okay. know? I'll say I'll say that he wins by. See, part of it too is is what order these matches will actually go on, because the next match I think will be, uh, that'll be ended by submission. But yeah, I'm gonna say that Daniel Bryan. I'm gonna say Daniel Bryan submits Sami Zayn, and that's how they win that match. All right, from one McMahon sibling to another, Stephanie McMahon and Triple H against Kurt Angle and Ronda Rousey. It's, I believe, Rousey's first match in the WWE, correct? Yep. What do you think about that? Well, you know, being somebody who covers mixed martial arts, I am incredibly interested in watching Ronda Rousey. Uh, she's looked she's looked okay so far. Uh, she's, I don't know, she's not very good on the mic. Uh, she looked really ridiculous with like she wore this like crazy red eyeliner the other week on Raw that the fans just were just shitting all over. Uh, you know, I think that she benefit a lot from having someone like Paul Heyman next to her, which you know could possibly happen in the future. Who knows? But the reason that I was saying, you know, I think there will be a submission in this one is because I think we'll see Ronda Rousey tap out uh, Stephanie McMahon uh, most likely with an arm bar because that was you know her kind of her signature move in the UFC. It'll be interesting to see how Kurt Angle does. He's wrestled a handful of times, not even a handful, I think twice now, uh, since coming back from the to the WWE at last year's uh, WrestleMania weekend when he was inducted to the Hall of Fame. He's had, I believe, two matches since then. And he's looked okay. Uh, his body's definitely beat up. Um, and Triple H is Triple H. So I'm going to say, obviously, I'm taking Ronda and Kurt Angle to win the match. I hope it's fairly short, but I hope it showcases what Rousey can do, and it also you know, gives us a good gauge on where Angle's at as well, but that's what I'm going with that one. All right, let's keep going with the tag team matches. We'll do it for the WWE SmackDown Championship, the Usos versus the New Day versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I'm a big New Day fan. Going to wear the Bootio shirt on Sunday. Who do you like in that one? I can make this one short and sweet. The Bludgeon Brothers are winning, and it'll be fast. All right. That was a fast prediction, so let's move on. <laughs> let's go to a tag team match for the WWE Raw Tag Team Championship. And you'll have to help me out a little bit because on this it says Cesaro and Sheamus versus Braun Strowman and TBD. Do we know who TBD is, or is that a new wrestler that I haven't heard of? No, so TBD is the the always famous to be determined. Mm -hmm. um, the storyline in this one being that it was determined who was going to – wrestle for the Raw Tag Team Championships in a battle royal a few weeks ago on Raw. There was a bunch of tag teams in the match, and it was going to be the last man standing, gets a title shot for his team. Braun Strowman entered the match by himself and destroyed everybody. Have you have you seen Braun Strowman? Are you familiar with Braun I've Strowman? I've seen him. He's, he's, like, humongous. Yes. He's, like, he's almost as tall as the Big Show, but he's thicker. Just than a little bigger show. than me. 
Yeah, just a little okay. bit. Daniel Zowerson here is what about five eight? Five nine. Five nine. Thank you very much. Five nine. In, um, a, in a lean one eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> lean, lean one eighty five. Um, so Strowman, you know, his whole gimmick is he's the monster among men. There's a lot of options for his uh for his tag team partner. I wrote an article once again, I'll keep plugging dailyddt.com because that's where you can find my written stuff, but I predicted the surprise that Samoa Joe will come back because I think he's uh, he's good to go. He's no longer injured, from what I understand. It'd be cool to see Joe and Strowman team up. They have a history, and uh, they're both absolute machines. I mean, just monstrous dudes. And I think it'd be cool to see a tag team between those guys. Um, as far as a prediction, whoever Strowman tag teams with, I think Strowman and whoever it is, even if it's Strowman by himself, I think he wins. Um but other options, I would like to see James Ellsworth make a, re- a surprise return. I think that'd be great. Um, a lot of people think maybe Elias. I don't think so. I'll say right now that because it, it isn't part of the what we're looking at here, I think Elias will do uh, a little concert in the ring, and that's what's going to bring The Rock out. I think we're going to get The Rock and Elias uh, with maybe The Rock hitting a rock bottom to you know make the, the place just go insane. Um, but like, yeah, like I said, regardless of who the partner is, I'm calling Samoa Joe, which is kind of a wild card pick, but I think that we'll have new Raw Tag Team Champions. I also want to mention in the match before that this could be the beginning of the end for the New Day, uh, for the SmackDown Tag Tag Team Division. Like, I could I could see them splitting that group up soon as well. That'd be depressing for me. Yeah, but I'll move on. Pancakes. That's what they do now: pancakes and bootios and unicorn horns. What a combo! They're great though. I mean, those guys are great. Um, they've just been doing it for a long time, right. and I think there's more that they can kind of get out of those three guys individually now. You think one might turn on someone even tomorrow night or Sunday night, I should say? I don't know. And even then, it's like who does? You know, I, I would assume Big E would probably be the one. Um, Kofi. The, see, the crazy thing about the New Day and what you could do with all those guys, you pretty much have three guys who can do three completely separate things. Like you could have Big E being kind of like a monster villain. You could have Kofi Kingston going back to what he was doing before, which is literally, I mean, he's one of the best in-ring performers that they have, and he's probably really given himself more years of, of his career doing this tag team with these three guys, not having to go out there by himself every single night and, and kill his body. And Xavier Woods uh, is perfect for the, the 205 Live Cruiserweight division, so um, there's a lot of different stuff they can do with those guys. All right, let's move on to the ladies with the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Charlotte Flair, and you talked about the pronunciation of this name, Asuka. Yeah, you got it. There we go. Who do you like in that one? Uh, this is a great match. This should easily be the best women's match on the show. I'm a big fan of Charlotte's. I'm a big fan of Asuka's. I think that the big money match, well, the two big money matches at some point are Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte and Ronda Rousey versus Asuka. Asuka's completely undefeated she hasn't lost a match in multiple years of being in nxt and she hasn't lost a match since being on the main roster that includes the women's royal rumble that she won in the mixed match challenge uh, tournament that just ended she's literally won everything everything she's been a part of it's not even one of those scenarios where you know how like a lot of the time like you might have someone like goldberg for instance he's on a streak but like maybe as a tag team match and someone else gets pinned they don't count that as a loss like oscar hasn't even had that she just she's won everything um and I think Oscar gets the job done again against Charlotte. Uh, the the only wild card in this one, as well as the next match we'll talk about, is Carmella currently has the women's money in the bank briefcase, and I could definitely see her cashing it in. <coughs> Excuse me, cashing it in at WrestleMania. Take a sip of this Yingling real quick. 
not not sponsored by Yingling, but if they hear maybe this, now. I think that Oscar, or like I said, with Carmella, I think that Carmella is going to cash in a briefcase. So I don't know if maybe Charlotte and Oscar have like such a like a crazy uh, physical match, and like at the end of it, Oscar wins, but like can barely stand, and then maybe Carmella comes out from nowhere, like hits her with the briefcase, and she's the one that breaks the streak, like out of nowhere. That's actually going to be my prediction. That's that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to say Oscar wins the match. I'm going to say that she has just – it's just such a war that neither can really stand at the end, and that's when Carmella finally cashes in Money in the Bank and uh, and wins that title. All right, let's go to the Raw Women's Championship. Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, who do you like? I think it's going to be pretty one-sided. I think Nia goes in there and pretty much destroys her. And that's another thing where, like, the Money in the Bank could potentially play uh, a factor in this one too. If, if nothing happens with the – with the uh, Charlotte and Oscar match with that I could still see maybe Nia just beating the holy hell out of Alexa and maybe even DQing herself in the process to where Alexa's just laid out in the ring and then Carmella comes in and does it to, to her maybe because she technically has the option for either women's champion um, but I'm going to take Nia to win the match if it's just a straight up one on one nothing no fugazi stuff you know but uh, yeah, I'll take Nia, but I'm not a big fan of hers, to be totally honest. So, All right, fair enough. Let's go to the WWE United States Championship Fatal 4-Way match. Randy Orton, Bobby Roode, Jinder Mahal, and Rusev. Who do you like in this one? This is, Well, I'll tell you who I definitely don't like is Jinder Mahal. I think that he's the he's one of the worst wrestlers on their roster, and that's sometimes controversial to say. He, he was the WWE champion like less than six months ago, uh, but that was because of his ethnic background, not because he's good in the ring. They we're trying to break into the Indian market, the actual, you know, in India market, and uh, it didn't wind up working in their favor, really. So I definitely don't like Jinder in this one. Bobby Roode has so much talent, but he hasn't caught on on the main roster like I kind of expected him to. Randy Orton's a made man. It doesn't matter if he wins or loses. He's almost on, like, the John Cena level of, I mean, he's he's a legend. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, easy. And Rusev is, is so hot right now. Hansel <laughs> so hot right now <laughs> um, but Rusev is the whole this whole Rusev day thing you're gonna hear pe- people going nuts uh, he has Aiden English in his corner I think this is the right time to give the belt to Rusev he's held the belt before but he's kind of got a different character now he's like a he's like a baby face character the fans like getting behind and I really don't see any reason not to give him the belt right now so I'm gonna say Rusev all right, fair enough. Let's go to the triple threat match for the WWE Intercontinental Championship. One of my favorite guys, The Miz versus Seth Rollins. And you talked about his name, pronouncing it. I'm going to butcher it. Finn Balor? Balor. Ba- Balor. I know you said that, too. Well, you said Baylor at first. I've said it three different times. Yeah. So I'm going to have to lean on you with that one. But now that you've corrected me, who do you like in this one? And hopefully The Miz is going to defend his championship. I don't know what you think, but at least for me, that's who I'm rooting for. Are you saying you, you hope he retains the title? Yes. Yeah, because he's definitely defending it. I, I don't know if uh, – this is a tough one, man. Like, Seth Rollins and Finn Balor are two of the best in-ring workers the WWE has. The Miz is a very – he's a good – He's I shouldn't even say good. He's a great in-ring worker. He's not on the same level as, like, Rollins and Balor, but the Miz's character and his mic skills make him a bigger superstar than either guy, if that makes sense. Um I think that The Miz is fantastic. I wouldn't even be mad if The Miz went on to become the Universal Champion on Raw sometime soon. Like, he's 
his character and his mic skills alone are just fantastic. And then his in-ring work is very, very good. Very, very good. Um, I've been going back and forth on this one, though, because I feel like all signs point to Rollins. But I feel like that makes me want to pick Balor. The Miz could definitely retain. This is a very, very difficult one to pick. Um, I, Of the three of them, on a personal level, I like Rollins the best of the three, like as an overall package. But there's just so much they can do. There's so much they can do with all three of these guys. I'm just going to say Balor gets it because they, they need to do something with Balor, and this would help him out a lot. The Miz is similar to Orton. He's a made man either way. And they can literally take Seth Rollins and do whatever they want with him after this. He could go challenge for the world title right after this if they wanted to. So uh, he won't be hurt either. So I'm gonna I'm just gonna say uh, Finn Balor takes this one. You're just saying that because I can't pronounce his last name. So <laughs> that's the real reason. All right, let's move on. AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah, he got it. Sweet, nailed it. Who do you like in that one? This is uh, I was telling you beforehand that this is the match that I think will be the best in ring match of the night. Uh, it's a rematch from Wrestle Kingdom 10, New Japan. Both guys famously came over to WWE right after that, along with Gallows and Anderson. Uh, as far as a prediction for this one, this is one of those that's like, it's awesome because I'm totally 100% cool with either guy winning. Like, I have no nothing against either guy. I think you have to have the right opponent for Shinsuke. He, uh, he's phenomenal in the ring of what he does but with the wrong opponents his matches can be a little lackluster with the right opponents he can put on some of the best matches you've ever seen and for my money AJ Styles is the best overall professional wrestler in the world in any company right now I think he's the overall best guy at professional wrestling period um I think he may have even he's getting darn close if he hasn't just surpassing Shawn Michaels as like as like goat you know I mean just legitimately incredible phenomenal and that's his whole thing i'm gonna say nakamura wins this one because it gives them a chance to to really push nakamura uh aj similar to these other guys he's made either way aj styles is the man uh it'd be cool to see them do something new a little different give nakamura the big push like i said and he would also be the first ever japanese wwe champion in history which i think is a is a good thing and it's an even better thing when you consider the kind of the global, uh, I guess, impact and moves that they've been making over the last few years, the WWE, to really get all over the world. And having a Japanese champion like Shinsuke, I think, is a really smart move. It didn't work with gender, but I think it would work great with Nakamura. So uh, I'm going to say Shinsuke wins the title at WrestleMania. All right, now time for the main event. Or do you want to get into the other match that's not officially on the card? Which one do you want to go first? We'll go We'll go what's on the screen first, then we'll get into Let's that. Let's go with on the screen. Universal Championship, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, main event. Who you like? So there's like, it's like there's a lot you could say about this. And there's also like, it's just as easy to give you a short version. So I'll just do the short one for the sake of everyone listening to this. I bet half the people listening to this hate Roman Reigns. Half of them are probably indifferent to liking him. I don't know. But, you know, this is the match that they've been setting up for the last year. It's been pretty obvious as to where it's going. These are the only two guys to ever beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. They're squaring off for the title. Brock Lesnar's coming back to the UFC. It's a foregone conclusion. It's just a matter of when. And from what I understand, this is Brock's last match on his contract. Like, there's talks that he might stay through SummerSlam, but 
you know, and the X factor in this one is going to be Paul Heyman. I, I think that there's a chance Paul Heyman might actually align himself with Roman Reigns during the match, which I think would be absolutely fantastic. That would be the best case scenario for me as a fan is if Paul Heyman turned on Brock and aligned himself with Roman. I would love to see Brock Lesnar retain the title in this match. And I also want to mention that I am a Roman Reigns fan. I think that Roman Reigns is, is very, very, very good. Um, and he gets a lot of a lot of heat that he shouldn't be getting. But I fear that the WWE is going to let Roman Reigns just get this clean win in hopes that for like the fourth or fifth year, whatever it is now, that Roman Reigns is going to close the show holding that belt after winning clean over Brock Lesnar and the fans are just going to be booing the hell out of him to end the show again. And that's why, honestly, I probably wouldn't even put this on last because of the fear of that. But my prediction is Roman Reigns to win this match and win the Universal title. But by God, would that be incredible to see Brock retain because no one's expecting it. So so you think that won't be the the last match? You think maybe this next one that we're going to talk about is? It could, Yeah, I, I think that there's a good chance, depending on how they set the show up, that what we're about to talk about will be the last match. If not, honestly, uh, I mean, AJ and Nakamura could for sure close the show. I mean, I wouldn't be mad about that at all. I, my, my whole thing is I think Brock and Roman is the biggest match on paper that they have. But like I said, if the whole goal of of doing this is to make the fans cheer Roman Reigns as the top babyface, as the quote-unquote new John Cena, it's it's not going to work out that way. It just isn't. He's going to get booed in the Superdome on Sunday, whether he wins or loses. Um, there's going to be some cheers, of course, but not like what they want. Not the same as if like a guy like Seth Rollins, for instance, went in there and beat Brock Lesnar. The whole place would go crazy and everyone would be happy. With Roman, it's going to be a very indifferent feeling. And, and the other thing with Brock is as much of a villain as Brock is supposed to be portrayed as, people enjoy watching him throw people around. So it's like he gets cheered just by being Brock Lesnar. So, you know, we'll see what happens. But, I, I mean, I, it's it's impossible for me not to choose Roman Reigns. All right. Well, let's talk about the match that's not on the card that you think will happen on Sunday. John Cena, Undertaker. How is this going to happen? When's it going to happen? When will they announce it? I don't know. There's a chance that tonight at the Hall of Fame that here's the thing. And I've heard Sam Roberts talk about it on his podcast as well. So I want to give him some credit too. of course. The guy's fantastic. He's awesome. Um, always has great ideas. But he was talking about his idea about how great it would be because we don't know who's inducting Kid Rock into the Hall of Fame. I still believe as of this recording, we still don't know who it's going to be. And we're about an hour and 15 minutes away from the show starting, keep in mind. Right. So, you know, I could I could see Kid Rock. They show, like, his, you know, video package, and then maybe The Undertaker comes out, and he says, you know, I'm inducting this man, Kid Rock. He did a lot to help my career out when I was kind of transitioning away from the dead man character. And in the process, you know, he helped me out a lot, so I want to help him by inducting him into the Hall of Fame. Since I'm here right now with a microphone, John Cena, shut your mouth, boy. You know, I'll be there tomorrow. And I think that'd be great. My scenario, if this doesn't happen, is, and I once again wrote about this, an article about this as well for Daily DDT, but I think it'd be cool if Cena was in the ring one last time on Sunday at WrestleMania 
and he's just calling out the Undertaker, calling him out, calling him out. The most telling thing that he said so far this past Monday, Cena in the ring said something on the lines of, you know, the fans are cheering for the Undertaker, cheering for the Undertaker, and he's not coming out. So Cena says, the second you stop listening to these fans, you're a dead man walking. And everyone knows when Undertaker was the American Badass, his theme song started with dead man walking. Mm-hmm. So, and then it would be, are you scared? And you'd hear the American Badass yeah. play. So what I think is he's, he's said he's a dead man walking. Now I want John Cena to go in the ring on Sunday and ask, are you scared? And the second he asks that question, Kid Rock comes on stage, American Badass is playing live, and The Undertaker rides down to the ring in his motorcycle to take on John Cena. I think that'd be amazing. And I think the crowd would absolutely lose their minds because it's somewhat controversial to go, like, you know, American Badass versus Dead Man at WrestleMania and potentially The Undertaker's last match ever. But if you notice... John Cena has been calling out the man behind the character. He's been calling out, he's basically been calling out Mark Calloway. Um, he's not making references to the character, the Undertaker. He's calling out the man. So I think that the Undertaker character was was killed. He's dead after that match with Roman Reigns last year at WrestleMania. He left his gear in the ring, left his gloves, left his hat, left his jacket, faded away into the smoke and the entrance ramp at the end of the show last year. The dead man is over with. But Mark Calloway, the man, is going to come out to defend his honor at WrestleMania against John Cena on Sunday night. And my prediction is that The Undertaker wins. I can't wait. I really can't wait. Yeah. All I, right. I think it'd be great because, uh, honestly, up to this point, I was gonna, I was picking Cena to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cena, Cena, Cena. But now I'm like, you know what? Similar to Mark Henry, it's like you have a chance here to just give this guy the send-off that he deserves. Like, he doesn't necessarily have to lose on his way out. John Cena is John Cena. He's the next, basically the next rock He's going to go off and do more things outside the WWE. He doesn't need the win. It'd be cool to see Undertaker get one last win at WrestleMania. And then we see him go into the Hall of Fame next year in New York at WrestleMania 35. All right. So there we go. WrestleMania 34 on Sunday. A recap from you after that. What's the next time you'll do this podcast? I'm not sure exactly when we'll record the next one. I'll probably do some sort of review. um, But we also got to keep in mind tomorrow so i'll probably just be chilling here keeping up with the hall of fame we're in the smoothie king center already so i might go upstairs to watch it live but we have ways of watching it down here which is sweet uh but tomorrow <clears throat> i do plan on being at nxt live um and then being at raw on monday so i may wait until all that's wrapped up before i really give any more thoughts on this stuff but there's a lot happening between now and then so Stay tuned. Make sure to follow me on Twitter at FightTalk underscore. Uh, make sure to check out my merchandise at WhenAManeuver.net. Uh, got a Twitch channel that I'm doing more and more with, FightTalk underscore as well. Facebook group is at FightTalkPodcast. Do my articles at DailyDDT.com. And always check out my sponsors, Heroes and Legends, WrestleRumble.com, and Brian Jensen. So definitely want to get all that stuff in before you say anything else so I don't forget. All right, and if you're a basketball fan, at D. Salerson, as the Pelicans are trying to get into the playoffs here, if any of you are NBA fans. Uh, if not, then I appreciate you hanging on there with me as I helped out Steven today with the podcast. As always, Jensen, thanks for having me, buddy. Oh, thank you for hosting the show, man. I appreciate it. And like I said a thousand times before, like I like doing it this way way better than me just doing it kind of by myself. 
I like doing interviews with people. I like interviewing MMA fighters and pro wrestlers. Trust me, it's absolutely fan. It's, it's wonderful that I'm able to do that stuff. It's a dream come true being able to do that stuff. But it's way more fun for me being on the other end, you know, answering the questions myself. So I really like doing these kind of episodes. Yep, sounds good. All right, WrestleMania 34, WrestleMania weekend is here from New Orleans. If you are here, enjoy this wonderful city. And if not, enjoy it wherever you may be watching it on Sunday night. I'm Daniel Salerson for Steven Jensen. Thanks for listening to the Fight Talk Podcast. Peace. Hey,